Kobe Trice. Real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Welcome to episode, I believe, 10. Are we on 10 now, Cap? Uh, I think it's 10. It's 9 or 10. Of uh, Around the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios, as always. I'm Yos. This is Lux Rider. And I'm joined, as always, again, by my lovely, lovely, y'all know how to do it, y'all know how to do it, wonderful co-host, Miss Cam Cooch. What it do? Man, it's good to be back. Talk about a long weekend. Oh, my God. You give NASCAR fans no NASCAR for a weekend, and I swear to God, we lose our goddamn minds. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> so, ultimately, um, did you do anything interesting this week? I know it was Father's Day weekend, um, no NASCAR. Did you do anything? Did you watch any type of racing? What did you watch? I didn't watch any type of racing this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, I was boring as hell. I just did chores. Okay. I tried to watch a little bit of Nitro Cross. It was um pretty relatively good. The track was insane. Um the Jamaican Fraser McConnell won from flag to flag. We saw some reverse entries. It was insane track. But um so Nitro Cross was kind of in- intriguing. The IndyCar race went off pretty well. It was a very intriguing IndyCar race. We'll get to IndyCar at Road America and my take on Road America as a whole and I'll go into a big spiel about that in a second. But the race was kind of um, very interesting. Um, you had your comers and goers. Um, Palou won his third race of the year, his second year back-to-back. It's amazing. If And right now, it's rumored, I believe, if, they're, if we're going off last season, this is Palou's last year, Captain, at Ganassi, and the next year he's going over to Aaron McLaren. Oh, snap. Aaron McLaren has shown so much consistency this year. Every single week, they got drivers in the top top five, top three. Imagine having Palo, who right now is on on the verge of winning two championships in the last three years. Ooh. You add him to that team, McLaren Ooh. might be a top dog. I mean, yeah. already they're a top team. They might just hit that upper echelon. That'd Pelot. be a hell of a one-two punch. Oh my! I mean, right now, I think the lame duck out, unfortunately. Would be Felix Rosenquist because they just signed Alexander Rossi. I doubt they're going to get rid of him after one year. And Rossi's been hella consistent. So right now you're looking at a three-team punch of Rossi, Palo, and Pato. Holy shit, that's a team. Damn. But nonetheless, it was a like I said, very interesting race. Um, the F1 race. Remember, Kevin, I said. I don't think Max Verstappen is going to win this weekend, right? That? <laughs> Man, you had some confidence on that, so how'd that, how'd that go? <laughs> this motherfucker can't lose. <laughs> and you know what's Man, even worse? Unconscious. You know what's even worse? Mm. He 
ran fast laps while having the second part of the race. He ran over a duck and had it stuck under the car for the second half of the race, and he still won by like 13 seconds. Not even Mother Nature can stop this man. Like, literally, what? that Red Bull, I don't want to hear anything about Mercedes' domination years because it, I don't think it was ever this bad. I don't uh, think yeah, it, was it was ever this bad. For real, it was. I mean, it was bad. I'll admit it. But I don't think it was this bad. Uh, for, it was. Um... But nonetheless, it was Road America. Great track. It was even worse with Ferrari. Whew. Yeah, boy. I think for, I don't know what Ferrari's doing anymore. Schumacher had one season where his worst finish of this year was third. Mm-hmm. He, he won like one. 12 out of 18 races and finished third once. Uh, like, and one of those other races, like Rubens Barrichello fucking won? Probably. I, like the dude was just insane. Every every year, we, you said this in a, a couple episodes ago. I don't know if it was the last episode or episode before. This is F one. This is yeah. This is how this it is, goes. This is legit how it is. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, that's how it's going to be because no, I guarantee you, nobody, nobody wants to give up that advantage to make it competitive. Right. Max Verstappen doesn't. Lewis Hamilton doesn't. Fernando Alonso doesn't. Red Bull doesn't. Aston Martin doesn't. Mercedes doesn't. Do not. They do not want a day of where driving skill has to matter to get a victory. Right. Because I'm telling you right now, the yeet, the, oh my God, if we went back, if we went to, if they copied IndyCar's rule where you have different engines, but you have the same like body, can you imagine a season where where Alex Albon can contend for a win? And Mer- I, and Williams. I, I mean, but then you got IndyCar. Like that's the thing about F one is that the engineering it's second to none, and so like right. that's part of it. Just knowing that each of those cars is different, they're literally changing week to week. But at that point, at that point, why do we watch? I mean that that's why. You I know just, what I mean? That, that's why I, I don't watch them that often. Right? Like, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But if we're so locked into that idea that it's the pinnacle of F1, it's pinnacle engineering, it's just how it's going to be, yeah. they're never going to change it and stuff like that. At that point, to my F1 fans out there, why do you watch? Like, what is stopping you from literally saying Max Verstappen is going to win the championship this year? He's going to win almost every race the rest of the year. Why should we watch? Because well, you know, they're worried to see if their team makes it up a spot. Like They're still competing for third, fourth. Like There's the team standings, too. And I right. think NASCAR is being smart to implement some of that because it makes for some good storylines. But, but still, if you're, if you're not in this to compete for the championship and compete – for the top spot, what's the point of even racing? Like yeah, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm a Chicago to go, Bears fan. I want to hear that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for um to get doom and gloom racing wise though. But like, isn't that the point of racing to compete to be the best? So if you go in the season just knowing, look, the best we can do is third, the fast, the third fastest team maybe six every weekend 
What are you doing? What are we doing? Bro, they're grinding. They're time building. resources, really. They're grinding. They're building. Like, yeah, but how much can you grind and build under these regulations? Dude, LeBron had to grind and build for years. If he would, if he had that mentality, he would just quit after year one. Well, LeBron was good out right off the gate. Let's not. Yeah, but he wasn't winning championships. He wasn't right. contending. He was. He was no. He took a team that wouldn't even sniff an NBA title to the playoffs every single year. Okay. He did. He did. But they were not contending for the title. Right. They were um, hoping, like, oh man, maybe we can make a a lucky run. Maybe we can get us to the title. Like, I I see it. I just like I said, you you look at some of the best racing in Formula One history. The days of like Senna, Prost, uh, Mansell, the early days of Schumacher. You know what was it? Hunt versus Lauda. You what sets those apart was the cars. It was everyone was relatively competitive. It didn't even matter. Like I understand engineering, but back in those days, like it wasn't there. Let's just say this. I think this is fair. Something I think you can agree with me on this. The gap wasn't as big back in those days as it was now. You know what I mean? Like actually, I think it was bigger back then. I don't know. Did Lauda ever win a race by twenty three seconds? I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, if if that's the case, then fuck me. I mean, I'm I guess whatever. But it's just yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I've been watching too much IndyCar and just hope. Maybe I'm being a Red Bull hater. I don't know. Just I'm I'm tired of it. Really, <laughs> I really am. You know, it's you can only. I'm a racing fan. I want racing. I want close racing. I want battles. That's the reason why I love NASCAR. Is right. That's the reason why I love NASCAR. It's the reason why I enjoy watching IndyCar. Just like I want competitive battle. When I don't get that, I get bored. I'm sorry. No, man, there's no need to apologize because that's also why I like NASCAR. I like that there's action. Like, damn, right. if you bump into somebody in F1, whoo, then we got to talk politics. Well, how about we have a five-second penalty for, for Hamilton because he had the wrong line. It was an aggressive driving line. Or that, that just like, like fucking just dive in and race. Like that, right. that's what makes like, NASCAR so good. You you got beef. It's also fenders too, you know. True. Put, put some matter of fact, put some pen, fenders on a fucking uh, F1 car and let's let's get some beating and banging. All right. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine can you imagine how entertaining that 2021 battle between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton would have been if they were in stock cars? Oh man. Oh my God! They be door begging each other till the day is long, right? <laughs> Holy shit! Going to turn one, and he slams Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton gives him a slam right back. <laughs> oh my God! It, it'd be like that uh, Brankowski versus um. Oh shoot! Uh, the six at uh, Watkins oh Glen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Ambrose yeah. versus um Kislowski. Like, uh-huh. yeah. It would literally be just like that every single week if that was the case. Oh my god. 100%. But switching gears, um, talk about problems in racing. Well, not problems in racing. IndyCar this past week in race at Road America. Now, Road America is a great facility, hands down. But 
And this leads me to the first of the hot takes that I found on, on a page. Shout out to NASCAR Hotspot on Instagram. Um, fans put in their hot takes or racing un- unpopular racing opinions. Mine was this. You ready, Kevin? I'm ready. Road America doesn't work for NASCAR, and it being off the schedule is for the best. Now, when I posted that, 63% of the people said no, they disagree. Only 37 people agree with me. Let's talk about it, okay? Okay. You want to Road America off the schedule? Yes. They had like 200,000 people show up. Yeah. Cool. Don't care. It doesn't work. Well. It was a good race. Uh, hear, me, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. And this is, and once again, I have a point behind this. Okay. Okay. NASCAR, big, long, wide road courses doesn't work for NASCAR. It doesn't. When you think of the best, most competitive road courses all the way back, dating history, what did they all, what was, honestly, before we started adding road courses in, Sonoma and Watkins Glen would put on the more entertaining road course race. Watkins, wait, you said between Sonoma and Watkins Glen? Yeah, for the longest time before we added more road course races, what put on the most entertaining road course? I mean, Watkins Glen has some pretty epic finishes. Watkins, Watkins Glen. Yeah. And you know why that was the case? Long straights? No. It was very tight. And it was not that big of a track. Mm. It was high speed. You got physical. You got the elbows out. The fuel was relatively scrambled together. It wasn't that it, the, it, the racing was good because it was close. Sonoma, the field got spread out and you didn't get that much action. Mm. That, I'm relating that to Road America. Now, when Road America came in there, we also started racing at the Roval. There's a reason why the Roval, to this day, honestly, every single year is my favorite race of the year. Over oval races, over Bristol, over like any short track race, my favorite race of the year, every single year, has been the Roval. Because you get the best of both worlds. You get a little bit of oval, turns one and two, turns three and four. But then you get the tightness of a tight, short track Road race. You get the button bumping and banging. You get the playoff drama. You Ooh. get the pushing and shoving. The Roval was the perfect antidote for us needing a road course in the playoff, in the chase. And it has knocked the ball out there. And this led me to believe, and this is why I think Chicago's going to be great. NASCAR thrives. You think Chicago's going to be okay? I think it's going to be great because NASCAR's best road course racing is when the field is tight together. Man, you're you're just whipping out all the hot takes right now. No, I mean, this is something I've been literally thinking about for the longest fucking time. But it's just like, oh, Road America, Road America, Road America, Heartland of America, Heartland of America, Wisconsin, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. (laughs) We have not had an entertaining race at Road America for years in NASCAR, and NASCAR fans need to stop pretending like it is competitive. It's not competitive. Bro, the Denny Briscoe shit, remember that? On a restart. Okay, good point. Like, after you get five, ten laps in, the leader's in turn three, second place is coming off turn one. 
Come on. Let's be real. NASCAR fans need to admit these big, long road courses are not entertaining. Now, the reason why Coda was entertaining is because we had chaos and turn one right. every single lap. <laughs> every no, single there's lap. good racing throughout, though. Like, will, will, he, will he be? Frank versus Reddick, that was some real good. Was once, once the field got spread out, though, you know what I mean? I mean, even when it got spread out, there was still action throughout it. I think some of that was on Fox, though, too. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, fin- I'm gonna get with this point. Yeah, like yeah. I said, NASCAR it benefits on short track road courses. That's why I think going back to Montreal will be a good, good decision. Chicago is gonna be fun because it's gonna be tight. Um, honestly, as much as I know, I'm gonna get sacrilege for this. I think we should dump Sonoma. I think we should do. I think we should do it. I think we should dump Sonoma. I do. Um, wow, man, Lux, I, I used to think you were all right. <laughs> hey, this is coming from the man who hates the 2006 Monte Carlo. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so that was that's my opinion. Like I said, I know I'm probably gonna overrule because everyone loves everyone pretends to love these big wide tracks. There's not competitive racing. We want to see competitive racing. And also, NASCAR, keep the Volvo on the schedule. I hear your rumors. Keep the Volvo on the schedule. I swear to God. Yeah, please keep, keep the, the Volvo keep on the schedule. Please. I swear to God, it's my favorite race of the year. Anyway, some other takes. Oh, and we're going to go through these pretty quickly because um, kind of talking about. I found Nikki Lauda's largest margin of victory. You want to guess? Go ahead. One minute. 25 win seconds 25 point one minute and 25.44 seconds when was this this was 1975 french grand prix driving for ferrari lauda won the race circuit paul ricard with a dominant performance one that's 85 second margin okay i i i i'll take my own that one i'll take my own that okay all right this is rarity you guys bookmark this Screenshot it, video record it. I'll take my L on that stake. Anyway, <laughs> all right. You ready for some of these quick fire hot takes real quick? Agree yes, sir. Let's hear it. All right. First one. Um, Matty D deserves a second shot in cup. Absolutely no. not. No, no, not Absolutely at all. not. He done. He wasn't that good. He was like not everyone, good. everyone tries to pretend he was good. He had one good finish with Levon Racing at, at um Bristol. And then just went average for Wood Brothers. Yeah. No. no. Um, <laughs> if not for and this is a hot, this is a hot take. You ready? This was a big one. Yeah. If not for the Daytona 500 win, people would be asking if Cendrix would be replaced based on this year. Honestly, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I if, think so. If, but the only reason, even if he didn't get that 500 victory, the only reason he's not going anywhere, his dad. Oh, for real? His dad is the strategist for Team Penske. Oh. Tim Sendrick works for Penske. Oh. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> he could be the worst driver in that in, on NASCAR. He could be Cody Ware level of, of driving. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, well, we got a quote from Tony Stewart later. That's going to be real relevant for that. Keep yeah, going. Really. Um, 
NASCAR, um, Kyle Larson is not the greatest driver in the race car driver in the world. I agree. Who's better I'm, than him right now? All, all, all around the greatest race car driver. It, it's hard to say that because honestly, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna agree or disagree on this one. I'll wait until next year when we see him race IndyCar. All right. All right. I'll, I'll hold off on that for a year. Bro, if he wins the 500. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Um, and here's another one. Rockingham deserves more recognition than North Wilkesboro. Yes. 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 100%. Yes. Yes. Hands down. Rockingham was way much better than Wilkesboro ever has been. Mm-hmm. You think about the great battles we've seen there. Most notably, Casey Kane versus Matt Kenseth in 2004, a year prior to that. Kurt Busch, Dale Jarrett, 2003, like back-to-back years. Come on now. Yeah. Um, here's a good one. Ricky Stenhouse deserves a top-tier ride again. No. Mm, I'm no. inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree. For real? He's done a really well with that JTG ride to the point of where almost every single week he's somewhat in the conversation. He's yeah. by far, honestly, now that he got that one win, I want to say he's right up there with one of the best JTG drivers we've had. They've had. Yeah. Sure, I mean, but like, man, JTG. Okay. Who on Gibbs gets the boot for Stenhouse? <sighs> That's what I'm saying. Well, who is Stuart Stuart Haas? Is that really a tier one right anymore? It is, but it is it though. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. We'll move on. <laughs> um, Juan Pablo Montoya is the best former open wheel driver to have raced in NASCAR. Oh. Oh. Right now, I want to say yes, but AJ Allmendinger is making a really good case. Uh, I mean, there was also a guy from Formula One who won the Daytona 500. Uh, his name is Mario Andretti. Mario Andretti. Oh, he was pretty good. Yeah, he did all right. Did he, did he do all right? But I think he only won one race. Montoya has two cup wins. Good point. But Andretti has an F one championship. Right. But the only but only reason why Montoya hasn't doesn't have an F one championship because he raced in the Schumacher era. So true. True. It's back to that F one thing. Was it the car or the driver? Yeah. Right. Um. I'm gonna actually say Elmendinger is the best former open wheel driver. He raced in carts, but right now he has one. He has two Cup Series wins and a boatload of Xfinity Series wins. So I'm inclined to believe him. Okay, I mean that's a still a pretty solid choice. Yeah. All right. Um, that's about it. So some pretty good hot takes. Um, that wraps up our first segment because we really didn't have much but talk shit. So. Um, <laughs> We're going to hit a break, and we'll come back with the news. We got some breaking news to happen today. Some news. The news. Hey, thanks for listening to the Round the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at FreightTrainCCB. There, you'll also find a link to our All My Links page where you can check out our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for your support, and back to the show. Welcome back. To the Around the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. As always, it's your boy Lux with Mr. Captain Clutch. And Captain, it's our favorite part of the show. Ready? Good. It's 
the news. news. And we have some breaking news that just hit today. Big news. Big news concerning our servers, one of our servers' favorite drivers. We -hmm. knew going into the season, um, Josh Berry was going to be a hot commodity, especially based off his super sub role for Hendrick Motorsports. Something for Alex Bowman, the great Josh Berry. He is going cup racing full-time next year. And he is going to replace Kevin Harvick. Announced today, Josh Berry will replace Kevin Harvick in Stuart House Racing's number four Ford Mustang for 2024. Big news and honestly, well-deserved. Yeah, he, he, he wheeled that car. Very, very well-deserved. Um, did really well. Now, here's something that surprised me. Hmm. Apparently, he was the chosen replacement even before his super sub roles for Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman. Really? Yeah. According to Tony Stewart, they had him earmarked for that for that ride at the beginning of the season. Damn. So, and I think him filling in was just icing on the cake. Like, cool, he gets experience, and it's not in one of our cars. Cool, bet. Uh, as Tony Stewart said, and I quote, you know, he tore things up. He, it's good that he tore things up, not on our watch, uh, not on our money, <laughs> on our budget or something like we, that. We didn't have to fund those guys. Right. Which is fair. You know, if you can, I mean, if you're a NASCAR couple, I mean, that's a dream right there, isn't it? You know, somebody mm-hmm. experience and it's not one of your cars. It's kind of like um, Joe, um, Ty Gibbs getting Cubs experience driving for 2311, you know? Cool, it's not one of our cars, you know. He's yeah. a twenty three eleven car for a couple of races. Um, so that was a big news today. Obviously, there were rumors. Um, yeah, we about- talked about that. How many episodes ago? It had it been? It was a while back that we talked about that. About what? About the rumor for Josh Berry going to the four. Yep, yep. I think it was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, because it was. At the, I'm pretty sure, like I said, the the deal was probably done. A long time ago. It was just now they just need to find a good time to announce it. You know, and that's and that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize when it comes to NASCAR news is a lot of these deals are done a lot before a lot of time before the announcement. You know? That's true. Like, and they usually try to keep them quiet too. They try to keep them quiet. And that's when you get those little rumors of like inside sources say this, inside sources say that. That's when you get a little bit of peek. It's them trying to keep it quiet. But ultimately, yeah. ultimately, it gets filtered out. And that's why when uh, Reddick left, left last year or announced it so early mm-hmm. about him going leaving Childress, that's why there's so much drama. Everyone's right. like, well, he's leaving in 18 months and he's already, what? I, I can, I mean, I'm so glad we didn't have a podcast last year when, we, when that was covered because I had some words. <laughs> I had some words. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, but um, no, congratulations, Josh Berry. He will be a 34-year-old rookie next year. I am. Think about that. I think, honestly, that might he actually might set the record. I will no, get... no, it's owned by Dick Trickle. Really? For real. Wow, never mind it. Yeah, um, he, he raced up in Wisconsin back when NASCAR was small. He made more money doing short track driving up there. He won, like, hundreds of races. Hmm. And then when he got into his, like, late 40s, he's like, oh, I'll get that NASCAR thing a try. So there you go. 
Yep. Um, but yeah, so no, um, I guess congratulations. And it also gives light to any of these short track racers who think, ah, maybe one day I'm maybe one day I'll get the cup, but right now I'm just racing my local track. Two years ago, Josh Berry, two, three years ago, Josh Berry was racing week le- weekly at the car store. True. And now he's getting ready to drive cup series. Matter of fact, he'll be racing in the day 2500 next year. Think about that. Man, that's, that's wild. That's crazy. But that hey, I got a question though for you. Because with Kevin Harvick retiring, the mm-hmm. SHR not doing too well, three of those horses. Is yeah. Barry going to be able to fill those shoes? Like, I mean, how much growing pain do you think there's going to be? This is the equivalent of an NFL team losing a star player and having to go into rebuild mode. Yeah, this is Tom Brady retiring. Yeah, this is literally the Patriots <laughs> after Tom Brady retiring. Dead, dead ass. Team's going to be hurting. <laughs> but um, honestly, I think as far as where it goes with Stuart Haas Racing, I think they're in a very weird spot. because yeah, They're behind Corey LaJoy. Three of them are. Because, no, not just that. I'm talking about as an organization. Because obviously Gene Haas has gotten real squeamish about send, spending his money. You know, he's already rumors of wanting to pull out of F1. He's already rumors of not wanting a lot of sponsorship in NASCAR. He's getting really squeamish with his money. Tony Stewart is, I know Tony Stewart, this is not what he had in mind. You know, this team was like a powerhouse team a couple years ago and they just haven't been like that. Now you're about to lose the only thing keeping them at least somewhat above water. Like this, they need to find their identity. And if NASCAR introduces an OEM, a new OEM or a new manufacturer, I think Stuart House Racing probably be one of the first ones to take that bite based on how they're going right now. Because oh, it's just not working. Stuart House um, Dodge. Please, oh my hey, hey, if Dodge comes back, it's going to be with Stuart Haas. I'll say that. I think Bro, if I come back, we're shooting a whole damn episode. Just, <laughs> just talking about it. Um, <laughs> speaking of Tony Stewart, he had some words today. Ooh, As typical yes Tony Stewart fashion, he gave us some sound bites. Yeah, how'd that quote go? He said... Oh my god, hold on. I gotta I gotta I gotta make sure I'm quoting this right because it was some very fire. very controversial and also took shots at some of his own people, really. Um, yeah, I don't know if he realized he was doing that. I don't think he did either, but he did. I know Jeff Gluck's got the scoops. Hang on real quick. Do you have anything to say while I'm looking this up? I do gotta say, if you're a NASCAR fan or new to the sport, definitely follow Jeff Gluck. Uh, he's a real good source. He's been following the sport for years. Uh, he's up to date with all the information, so he's just good. Good follow for like news all and right. stuff. This is Tony Stewart. Um, I'm not interested in some kid's father coming in and buying their way into the Cup Series. I have zero interest in that. We want guys who earn their way, work hard, understand the values it takes to be a top tier driver, not one who just got his high school diploma and all of a sudden he's a cup driver. Cup driver. <laughs> if that is not aiming at Ty Gibbs, I don't know <laughs> what it is. That's <laughs> the first person I thought of when I heard that. 
Like, he couldn't get more clear. Now, Tony, you say that, but you yeah. have a two pay drivers currently yeah. on your roster. Yeah. And <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. How's that Xfinity lineup? Like, man. Poor taste. Poor taste. Usually, this is one of those times where Tony takes an L because he was completely oblivious. And if I'm Riley Herbs, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think my boss likes me. Um, but Damn. needless to say, this was um, very intriguing. Now, they also asked Tony Stewart if Storos Racing will remain with Ford in 2024. He said they're planning on it. We're contracted for that. So, yeah, I'd say we're probably going with our contract. So, no plans for manufacturer change for 2024 for Stuart House Racing, but he didn't say anything about 2025 and beyond. So, keep ears to the ground. Um, other big news that happened this week, Joe Gibbs sold a small portion of his team. You hear about that? I did. But yeah, who did he Joe- sell it to? I didn't hear that. Joe Gibbs sold a small portion of Joe Gibbs Racing, a minority stake, to the same guy who was buying the Washington Commanders franchise. Oh, snap. That same group, that Harris group. So, yeah, this is real interesting. Now, right now, I'm not going to be one to think in the future, like, oh, my God, does this mean Joe Gibbs is going to pull out this war? What is Joe, Joe Gibbs going to back out? Is he going to give up this war? No. For right now, this is just harmless as they're just getting an extra influence of money. You know, like mm-hmm. right now, this is as harmless as Chip Ganassi racing with Felix Sabatis. You know what I mean? Like Joe Gibbs racing with Josh Harris, with Josh Harris, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I see it as. Nothing too big or groundbreaking at the moment, but something to keep eyes on going forward. Um, so that's some. Pretty big news. Today. What else is pretty big news? Is we what got up? a change in television channels. NBC is back. NBC is back. NBC is back. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Hell, go. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. I think and not just do we have NBC back, but after every race this rest of the season on Peacock, there will be a half-hour post-race show. We got a post-race show back, bitches. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, yeah. Um, any other news that caught your eyes this this year, this week? I, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, more of the like locked in sponsorship or sponsorship activation that's happening for the Chicago race. I think that thing's getting huge. Yeah, um, that, it's and like I said, I think it's going to be a good race. Um, I hope so. I'm not optimistic. I, I am the first time we ever do anything. It's always we always go crazy, and it's usually a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be fun. Like I said, and you got honestly, you got Shane Van Gisberg in the field. He's not. There's no. There's no way we're gonna get a boring race with that motherfucker in the field. Like Boy. this is this is a guy who fucking door dings and kamikazes into hairpin turns with V8 supercars. Okay, he is going to do <laughs> some crazy shit. All right. He's made for this. He is but, made for this. Matter of fact, so, I want to see him more. I want to see more of him. I want to see more of him after this race. Don't let it be one and done. I have that crazy energy. Uh, Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola are selling their Jack and Coke drinks. Oh, they're Lord. uniquely debuting them in Chicago. I think you can get them in some spots right now, but they're like making a whole like 
special section for it and right yeah premium club yada yada and i guess advent health sponsoring they've got a school that's helped made a mural that lines like a whole block of the track like Mm -hmm. they're, they're making stuff happen um and one more piece of big piece of news for my gamers we got a nascar a new nascar game coming out this year hell yeah yeah What's so, it called? NASCAR Arcade Rush is going to be launching later this year on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam. This is, I'm reading the exact quote. This new arcade-style racing game revs up the heart-pumping high-speed competition action of one of the world's top motorsports with widely reimagined spins on NASCAR's most legendary tracks. Experience a high-octane thrill of NASCAR racing completely new way with intense arcade races on iconic NASCAR totally re-engineered iconic NASCAR tracks totally re-engineered with jaw-dropping twists, hair racing turns, gravity fine jump, nitro boost, and other surprises. Customize your car and driver as you take to the top spot across various game modes including the career NASCAR Cup Series plus online and local multiplayer. Please let it be cross-platform! Um... For those who don't, who want to know what this basically is, it's going to be like a kart racer. So think of your Mario Karts, your Sonic, Transform Racing, whatever. Um, it is available now to pre-order for $49.99. So it's going to be a little bit cheap, not too much. But yeah, I am excited. What are your thoughts, Captain? Uh, man, I'm not... So looking at the screenshots and the pictures... Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird because the cars aren't the cars. Like I know it's a Gen Seven at the front, and right. there's like a Gen Five. It looks like with the wing, and I think a Gen Three. Yeah, like the, the little Monte Carlo. One. Yeah, yeah. But none of them actually look like. None of them are the actual manufacturers. It's kind of right. strange. It's like. I don't think I don't we can know. get the licensing. I think it's going to be a while before we get legit NASCAR sim. But you know, hey, at least we got something we can pick up and play. And honestly. With NASCAR trying to bring in a new audience, this might be a good way to bring some kids back into it. Because I know the last time NASCAR did a kart racing game, it was NASCAR Kart Racer, and I think it was for the Wii. That was very good. I played it, I think, once or twice, but it was very fun to play. So, yeah. So that news, that is the news here. Oh, one more thing that happened over the past week um, we've been gone. Um, this is kind of this results in NBA, but it's going to affect NASCAR. Michael Jordan has announced he will be selling the his stake in the Charlotte Hornets basketball team. Oh. And honestly, that is good for one big team he owns. Can you guess? I'm gonna guess 2311. It'll be big for 2311 because now. All his attention goes right to this race team. And honestly, it's looking like 2311 was a better investment than the Hornets, considering how good 2311 has been the past couple of years. Oh, man. So, honestly, an NBA team, though, man, that's, that's some good cash. Yep. So, hopefully, he puts a little bit back in the race team and be real interesting. But yeah, so big news in that sense. Um, Kevin, do you have anything else, man? It's been kind of dull. Uh, last one I got is F1 champion Jensen Button. Mm-hmm. Turns out he not just did he like NASCAR, like he's he really likes NASCAR. 
And uh, the Garage 56 car that we've been covering the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, it's been big there. It's been huge on the other side of the pond. And so Jensen Button's at, uh, asking for NASCAR to race in Europe. So if we had a race out there, what would be your pick, Lux? Where would we go? Um, First one, obviously, because I think the track is just fit for it, Brands Hatch. It's Ooh. not too big of a road course. It's not too small. It's got, right, it's got your standard right and left-hander turns. I think it's very, it's got the elevation change. I think it's very suitable for a nice cup race. That would be my first thought if we go to the UK. As for um, anywhere else, Mm -hmm. I know there's one track in Germany that almost has like an oval look to it. Um, It's, they run it at the DTM in Germany. I'm trying to remember the name of it. How about you tell me yours while I'm looking up this track? So mine's pretty ridiculous. Oh wait, I think I know the one you're talking about. Um, Hockenheimring. No, but you're close. I, I also could have pronounced that wrong. Like, no, you said it actually correctly. You actually I did. Correctly. Oh. Um, it's a, a track. It has like a trial. It's like a trival oval track. Hang okay. On. Yeah, yeah. Well, while you're looking up that, yeah, I'll say mine. So if I could have my pick, and I don't think there's any chance of this happening, but if I got my pick. Found it. My oh, go go go. No, okay. So the track is called. Oh my god! For those, I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize. The Lustring, Lustring, or something. Um, yeah, it's really weird how to say it. Um, but this track has a speedway trioval along with a Grand Prix circuit that includes a little bit of the, the oval track. And, but yeah, it's literally looks like a smaller, or well, actually about the same size of a Pocono. It looks very similar to a Pocono, except with a very notable road course in the middle of it. Okay. So NASCAR goes over to Germany. I can definitely see them rocking that track. But right now, I'd probably go go Brands Hatch for England. Of course, I would love to see him go back to Suzuka and give that an old Japanese. Remember when NASCAR invaded Japan like in the mm-hmm. late 90s? Oh, yeah. I would love to see him do that. Maybe a twin ring Motegi. That'd be awesome. What do you think, Captain? So if I could have my pick for Europe, and mm-hmm. I know it doesn't have a chance, but it'd be my dream. Monte fucking Carlo. Oh, God, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine no. cup cars beating and banging how narrow those streets are? And that those cars can barely fit an F1 car. F1 cars are massive, bro. They're bigger than a Mercedes S class. Those things and, are barges. Are you and NASCAR small? NASCAR's like yes, what, a NASCAR remember? cup car is literally smaller than an F1 car. I'm not joking. It is not, it is not, it is that, yeah, it's insane. F1 cars are huge now. All right, I took an L earlier, but I'm not taking an L on this. There's no way that F1 is, is wider than a cup car right now. Oh, for sure. All right, that's something to look up on when we get to this next break. When yeah, we get we'll, to the break, we'll <laughs> come back for, for stage three. We'll have that answer. Okay, Jesus. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. Um, I think that would be really fun for NASCAR to go overseas, at least for an exhibition race, you know. Um, I mean, we already have. A Euro series, a NASCAR Euro series, by the way. We already have that. That's true. It does exist. Um, let's see here. 
I like your suggestion for Japan, though, too. I know that's not Europe and not really related yeah. to ben, Benson. Now, as far as Euro series. Um, and honestly, and speaking of the Euro series, we actually had a champion from the Euro series race in NASCAR last year, Lois Hesman. So, oh, yeah. 2017, the race last year. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and also, we had a couple of other champions, Alone Day, who um, raced a couple of Xfinity races in the Cup Series. So, going to Europe, um, NASCAR has a history of European drivers. So, I would be really cool to see him race that. But other than that, I think that is going to wrap it up for the news. You got anything else? That's all I got. All right. Time. When we get back from the other side, it'll be time for our first rundown since the off week. We're going to Nashville, baby. See you on the other side. Hey, do you know I also stream on Twitch? Make sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash LuxRider. And now it's time for the final rundown. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Around the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. And it's time for the final rundown. Are you ready, Captain? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, all right, all right. So this weekend, we are back on... The, I guess you could say cookie cutter tracks, intermediates. This weekend, we make our our third straight trip to Nashville. We're racing on Nashville Super Speedway in Lebanon, Tennessee, 30 minutes outside of downtown Nashville. Great facility. Um, Honestly, I'm so glad we brought, we came back to this track. It's that, talk about tracks that got revitalized. Before NASCAR came back after 2011, when they left the truck series and Xfinity series, that racetrack was literally a parking lot for a local Nissan dealership. Did you know that? Yeah, I did not know that. It was literally a parking lot. Like the infield was used to like, you ever seen like those dealerships where you're like, oh, we don't have this car in our current lot. It's not like our back lot. Mm-hmm. That was, was like a lot. Yeah. That was basically what Nashville Super Speedway was for a uh, Nissan dealership. Was like Damn. the back lot. But um, but no, they brought it back, and honestly, the two races we've had there have been amazing, great racing. Obviously, Larson kind of stunk up the first show, but <laughs> um, Chase Elliott made up for it in this most recent one, winning um the Ally 400 last year. So um. But yeah, it's a very interesting track. Um, obviously, for years, it's been the playground of the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series, and only NASCAR has come here the last couple of years. A couple of names that seemingly have owned this track in the Xfinity Series, Carl Edwards. As um reading right now, Carl Edwards has one, two, three, four, five wins in the Xfinity Series at yeah. that track. He's being honored this weekend, too, isn't he? He's being honored this weekend, too. He's being honored this weekend, yeah. And honestly, of those five wins, three of them came in a row from 2006, swept the race in 2007, and then um, won back-to-back races in 2011, swept the race in 2011. So, yeah, Carl Edwards knows how to get around here. Kyle Busch um, has a pair of wins. I believe, yeah, two wins here, 20. 2021 Xfinity Series race, and then 2009, the infamous guitar smash. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, man. People were livid. The infamous guitar smash. I actually met the artist 
of that guitar. Rest in peace, Sam Bass. I actually got to meet him one day. Oh, one cool. Um, cool guy, cool guy. But um, yeah, he said he said he was like really disappointed when that happened. Oh. But um, Carl Edwards also has a truck series win here. So technically, in total, Carl, Carl Edwards has six wins. Um, oh, wow. As for current Cup Series drivers, Kevin Harvick has a couple wins here. He won 2006 and 2010. Brad Keselowski won in the back half of 2010 and also 2008. So, yeah. So, we got a couple of those drivers racing here. Um, Truck Series, Ryan Priest has won the last two races at this racetrack. Um, yeah. So, obviously, this track... Very fast, very good. It's always fun to watch. Um, but outside of that, for as, for as Cup Series goes, it's relatively still unknown track. With that being said, this weekend, um, Noah Gregson is back after taking a week off due to concussion syndromes for Sonoma. He's back in the race car, so welcome back, Noah Gregson. Um, back. As, what's up? So welcome back. Yep. As far as Xfinity Series goes, Carson Hosvar is back behind the wheel of the 77. Ty Gibbs in the 19. AJ Allmendinger back in the 10. And what, Ty Dillon in the Before four. we go any further, I think we did have a question to answer from the last session. Uh, Got to squeeze this one in here. L. Is, this how many, is this the record for most L's I've taken in one episode? I think so. It might be. <laughs> so, yeah, the Cub car is actually thinner than an F1 car at Monaco, so it would actually... By a hair. By a hair. Jesus. Yeah. I did not think to be taken out on my own damn show. That's some <laughs> bullshit right now. <laughs> anyway, um, also, one big news we did not cover. Um, Justin Marks is going to be racing for Colleague at the Chicago Street Course. Oh. Very interesting. And also kind of like a loophole deal, because NASCAR stated earlier no cup drivers will be allowed to race in the Xfinity series. <laughs> so Justin Marks kind of be like giving his own. Oh my God. If you can't see what's going on, then you're blind here. Um, as for the truck series, interesting for this weekend. Um, not really, not really any big news. Um, Arca West series driver. Um, I think Jake drew. Jake Drew will be making his truck series debut this weekend with Door Sport in 66. But that being said, Captain, are you ready to make your picks? I'm ready. Uh, let's have you go first, and I will go first the next time go around. Who do you got for the truck series? For the truck series, I have Carson Ho-Ho-Ho-Sabar. As your um, main pick? Yep, he's my main pick. He's got a lot of success on the smaller tracks. He's shown a lot of speed this year. I think he pulls it off. My dark horse, once again, man, I think it's going to happen eventually. I'm going with Nick Sanchez. Like, you're riding that fast. Nick Sanchez train, but it goes off, doesn't it, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I just, it's got to happen, right? Right? And eventually it will. Um, my pick, this, my main pick, matter of fact, I'm actually my pick, main pick, my, eh. God, what a blooper, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's right. late. You, you got this, man. My main pick and my backup pick are actually going to come from the same team. So my main pick, he took a week off, and I think he's ready to get back on the horse. I think it's going to be high time, baby. 
in Nashville. Ooh. I'm picking Corey Heim. As for my backup pick, this team has won the last two races at this track in the truck series. I think Tricon Garage gets it done. I think Tanner Gray gets his first truck series victory. That is my back, backup pick. Would be Tanner Gray in the 15. Okay. Okay. I like that. I'm going with Tricon Garage sweep this weekend. As for Xfinity Series. Who you got? Oh, man. It's honestly this track last year. When it comes to these concrete tracks, you cannot count out junior motorsports, and I'm not going to make that mistake. So I am going to, you know what? No, I'm I'm gonna go with Justin Algaier. I think he gets another win this weekend. I was gonna, I was thinking about Sam Mayer, but I was like, I don't know. I think it's gonna be hard to pick against Justin Algaier. As for my dark horse, every single time he has one of these Xfinity Series cars, he gets a top ten. He runs really well. Um, I'm taking Carson Osovar. My dark horse. Hmm. I was worried you're gonna. That's the one of your picks. Yeah, I was worried. I was worried, but you didn't. Okay. Um, so my pick to win, uh, Austin Hill. He's won okay. a lot. He's got speed. I know, like, he's my pick. But my dark horse, Kaz Garala. Oh, that's interesting. A, we haven't said his name this year. Kaz Garala. Uh, he's got he's got a Toyota. Okay. Um, he has I think a top five this year. Like he's shown some bursts of like he can run well. I mean, I could see him putting it together. Why not here? Also, one thing to note, this I can't believe I forgot about this. Zane Smith will be racing this weekend in the Xfinity Series. So the defending Cup Series, the Xfinity Truck Series champion will be making his run in the Xfinity Series. So exciting for that. Now, you get to go first for the Cup. Cup Series. It's a concrete track, right? Concrete track. Evan Harvick. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Going right Kevin at Harvick. it with the backup. He's a dark horse. Dark Horse, man, this was a for real Dark Horse because I spent a good chunk of uh, Stage 1 taking a dump on his team. Sorry if I was too harsh on them. But I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. For whatever reason, the only time they show speed is on the shorter tracks. This is like one and a third or one and a quarter mile. So it's a little bit on the shorter side. I think he comes out with some fire. My main pick, um, I could go boring again and pick um, Larson or Byron. But... This guy, the guy who I'm going to pick is my main pick. He won this race one year ago. I think if there's any, I think this right now the clock is ticking for him to get back in the victory lane. I think he needs this weekend a lot. So I'm going to pick Chase Elliott to get the dub this weekend. As for Ooh. my dark horse, this man has a couple handful of Xfinity Series wins. Every single week, this team gets faster and faster and faster. Brad. Keselowski, my dark horse. I think, man, I it's only a matter of time before Brad gets back to victory lane and brings. Yeah, he's hungry too. He's chomping at the bit. It's only a matter of time. Every single week, he's getting faster and faster and faster. So, my main pick is Chase Elliott. My backup pick is Brad Keselowski. Your main pick is who? For cup. Oh, my main pick was Kevin Harvick. Backup, Brian Priest. My main pick for the Xfinity is just Algar. My backup, Carson Hosevar. Your main pick for Xfinity? Austin Hill. Backup? Kaz Grala. My main pick for Cup for Truck Series is Corey Heim. My backup pick is Tanner Gray. Truck Series, go. 
Carson Hosobar. And backup? Nick Sanchez. Um, all right. So those are our picks. Mark them down. And we haven't done this in a couple episodes. Do you have any hot takes? I know I dropped some heavy ones to start. Do you have any hot takes, Captain? Man, hot takes. That, uh, we already had so many ones from earlier. So at the moment, no, I don't have any hot takes. Okay. I do have one. Yeah? With Jordan selling his stake, I believe by the year 2026, 2311 will be a four-car team. Whoa. We have four-car team by the year 2026. Oh, man. We could have 10 Toyotas. I think by 2025, that 67 team will be full-time. I think they'll find something to get them that four team by 2026. So that's going to be my hot take. I think by 2026, I think 2023 will be a four-car team. In which case, we already know the numbers. Right? (laughs) Two, three, four, Four, five, five, six, seven, seven, eight, nine. There you go. All right. Do you have anything else to add, Captain, on this episode of the Valley Outside Podcast? I just want to say once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been an awesome episode. I cannot wait for Sunday. Lux, appreciate it. Looking forward to watching. As always, you guys know the drill. Godspeed. Right on. Two, two, bitches. Adios. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again. Shady's back.